Friday family and welcome to another edition of The Faction. It's your man GB Gerard Bonner and I hope you guys are doing well. What a week it's been, right? And one of the things that I absolutely love about the world of pro wrestling is things legit can change by the day. And so we've got a lot to talk about. But before we get to that, always a big thank you to everyone who joins us on the socials, Instagram, Facebook and Twitter at The Faction Show. Thank you so much for doing that. Shout out to all of you who are subscribed to our podcast, wherever it is that you're listening to us, Google, Apple, Spotify. Thank you so much. It means the world. If you're not in any of those two spaces, hop on the train, family. Go ahead and hit the follow button on the socials at The Faction Show. Go ahead, hit the subscribe button in the podcast world and let's stay connected because there's always a lot going on. Let me also do something I've yet to do, which is suggest that you also follow my personal page, which is Bonnerfied on any of the socials at Bonnerfied. Yesterday, for instance, I dropped a bit of a faction quick hit on my page instead of the faction page, which is all good. So. Stay in either of those spaces because you're likely to hear wrestling news on both of those spaces. And yesterday is where I took to the socials to talk about this big piece of news that here I'm going to actually spend a lot more time talking about. So AEW Dynamite Wednesday night opened up with what was supposed to be a massive announcement from Tony Khan. Now, Tony Khan has a habit of hyping up announcements, right? And I'm not going to say that this wasn't a big announcement because it was a very significant announcement. Let me start by saying this. I don't know that Tony Khan on television should be doing announcements, right? Not a knock to Tony Khan, not a knock to AEW. It is just to say, when you have a massive announcement, it is important that you have somebody who can articulate that announcement effectively very well. And I'm not sure that Tony Khan is exactly that guy, though he is clearly the guy to do the business deals. And I do believe he is a guy that respects this sport greatly. So with that said, on to the news, if you haven't heard it already, that AEW president Tony Khan has acquired Ring of Honor. Now, I'm going to go on record and say this is arguably the biggest purchase and wrestling acquisition we've seen since the WWE purchased WCW literally 21 years ago in this very same month of March, right? Very significant move, some major differences between the two moves that we'll dive into, but a huge, huge move. What does this all mean? Well, it means very simply that Tony Khan owns Ring of Honor at this point. In owning Ring of Honor and in fully owning Ring of Honor, he has the option to do quite a few things with it. So let's talk a little bit about not just what he could do, but what's already in the works to be done. What's in the works right now is Tony Khan is looking to make Ring of Honor a developmental program or a developmental division of AEW. So there's that. We also know he was extremely interested in their rich, rich wrestling library. 
And this makes all the sense in the world. Why? Because, first of all, the bulk of your top stars who are in AEW right now, from Adam Cole to Brian Danielson to CM Punk and countless others, have an incredible library found in Ring of Honor. The Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, Christopher Daniels, uh, just, I mean, the names that were through Ring of Honor are quite incredible. So now to have access to that library is a massive win for Tony Khan, for AEW, and for Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor already has a streaming service, that being Honor Club, and some may not have known about it, but that streaming service was responsible, of course, for their pay-per-views and was a place where you could watch previous Ring of Honor content. So now they have a position where they have a streaming service. Now, will they utilize that? I don't know. Other questions in the air. Will the Supercard of Honor still happen? Well, all bets are on that that's still going to happen. Tickets have been sold. Talent has been booked. And I think, if anything, it now gets even more attention with Tony Khan as the owner for Supercard of Honor. There's also, believe it or not, a TV taping that's already been scheduled. It was scheduled before this announcement for April the 10th in Philadelphia. So this means this, and, and I'm actually really excited about this. Ring of Honor has managed to keep their word. They said, of course, back in November that they would be going on a hiatus and that they would be bringing the product back spring of 2022. I was among those who wasn't sure if that would happen. After all, how could you do that if you have also released all of your talent? It seems as though if you're going to continue promotion, you kind of need signed talent, right? So now we have a better understanding of why all of the talent was released. We have a better understanding now of the fact that it's pretty much a clean slate. Now, I want to speak to the idea of this. Could Ring of Honor being deemed a developmental promotion actually be a demotion for Ring of Honor? The answer to me is no. Here's what's simple and true. If you look at the roster currently of WWE, of AEW, of Impact Wrestling, what you will find is an incredible array of talent who are alumni from Ring of Honor. If we look at WWE, look at Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Seth Rollins, formerly Cesaro, right? I've already named a number of folks who are at the upper echelon of WWE's talent pool. AJ Styles spent some time in Ring of Honor, right? The former U.S. champion, Damian Priest, spent quite a bit of time there, right? So you have a lot of names, even if you go into NXT and you go into Tommaso Ciampa, if we talked about the former Johnny Gargano, like there are just a number of significant names that are now household names that spent quite a bit of time in Ring of Honor. So Ring of Honor has been developing stars for major stages for quite some time. Think about the rise of Samoa Joe in Impact, that happened only after his time in Ring of Honor. Of course, we've seen and it's well documented about CM Punk and Brian Danielson and Adam Cole. And you look at Red Dragon, I mean, which we knew as the Undisputed Era in NXT. All of that came from Ring of Honor. So Ring of Honor has been developing stars for quite some time. 
I believe Ring of Honor wins from this deal because you've got to know, of course, there's going to be a TV deal. There's no way that Tony Khan is buying a company and not giving them TV. Look at what he already did for AEW, right? That serves as a great prototype in terms of what he can do with Ring of Honor. Now, where will he shop for TV? Seems to make sense that he would shop within the Warner spaces, but he could shop wherever he wants. Because here's the deal. What Ring of Honor has never had has been a national television deal. And where I think Ring of Honor suffered is that with them being owned by Sinclair, Sinclair, of course, having its own syndicated station said, oh, it's just super easy. We'll put wrestling on our syndicated stations. The problem is that's how wrestling fans were watching pro wrestling in the 80s. Because by the time we got to the 90s, it was all about finding that one spot on cable television where everyone could flock, where the whole message could be sent out at one time and not in pockets. That's why WWE managed, of course, give us Monday Night Raw on USA. We also would end up seeing Nitro on WCW because they understood the value of cable. It's one of the main reasons why ECW ended up going out of business. They were in syndication for a while. They finally got a cable TV deal and then lost that deal to the WWE. They couldn't rebound. And at that point, they were dead in the water. That's why TNA fought so hard for a cable home. So all of these wrestling companies understood that assignment except Ring of Honor. So Ring of Honor was a bit antiquated in that regard. So now being owned by Tony Khan, they get the opportunity to have the TV deal that they didn't have that they have desperately needed. So that's a major win for them. And so I think this gets interesting with very few wrestlers actually signed to Ring of Honor right now. The field is wide open and a number of their talent has already gone on to other places. A number of them have signed with Impact. We've seen several of them invading AEW. So, you know, from Jay Lethal to Dan Housen to Brody King, they've all found their way into AEW. So I think the sky is the limit for what Tony Khan can do with Ring of Honor. The other piece of this that gets very interesting is who runs the day to day? Who runs the creative? Let me just say this now. Tony Khan is handling enough right now. I don't think he needs to be handling the day to day creative for Ring of Honor. So then who does? Mex, aka WrestleManiac.uk, brought out an amazing theory that I'm going to share, which is. Could the person who runs Ring of Honor be Cody Rhodes? It could explain an awful lot. It could explain his weird departure from AEW. It could explain why he hasn't signed with WWE yet. And now the word on the street is that those talks are fizzling. Could this be the move? Could it be that they decided to divide and conquer? And they said, hey, you go ahead, get from under AEW, so now you can run Ring of Honor. Could we have a scenario where we really have the kind of revision of NXT? And what, what do I mean? Sure, there's NXT 2.0, but the real NXT, the brains behind it, not just for Triple H, but William Regal, who is a free agent. Could he come in to run Ring of Honor? Could you have the new Hall of Famer Samoa Joe do that? 
the options I think are endless. I think if Tony Khan handles this well, Ring of Honor becomes a major player and Ring of Honor does not receive any sort of demotion in anyone's eyes. In fact, I think it's a promotion with them being able to now be owned by Tony Khan and have a direct connection to AEW. And it has been stated that on occasion, AEW stars will show up at Ring of Honor. So I think this is a big win. I think it gives AEW another TV outlet for a lot of those folks who have been on dark, who really need to be on a television outlet. I think this does that. So there's more to come. We'll find out, you know, what this really means and get more details as time progresses. But that is absolutely massive news. It should also be noted that WWE had interest in purchasing Ring of Honor. So apparently their interest in Ring of Honor uh, certainly started when the company went on hiatus back in November. There were discussions between Ring of Honor and WWE back in December, but for whatever reasons, the talks ended without a deal being made. It's not the first time that they've had talks as Triple H actually wanted to buy Ring of Honor when they were hot back in 2018. Word on the street is that there were people in WWE who were legitimately shocked at the announcement of Tony Khan purchasing Ring of Honor. So this is an interesting space right now for everybody involved. And when we come back, there is some WWE news to talk about as we dig into Vince McMahon's unique and one of a kind interview yesterday on the Pat McAfee show. That's coming up when we come back. I've known Dylan since he was 15. I've known what a crazy fanatic he's been. He never just went and played. So what are you doing? Well, you know, I gotta plan the show first. He wants to be the guy shaping. Dylan used to run shows back in his hometown and ever since he moved to Atlanta, I know that he's been really wanting to start his own company here. I had that fear of not being what's interesting in Atlanta. I said, I'm going to start my own wrestling promotion. You need to get in a room with this guy. Because at the end of the day, wrestling had grown stale in Georgia. I'm like, dude, this guy's ruffling everybody's feathers. Dylan learned that I'm impatient, and I announced that we were going to start a promotion 90 days later. And I knew that I had no content. But then I started to see all the things that he was doing. It was starting to look really professional. Gary had stirred up so much shit. We were gonna be the laughing stock of the entire city if we didn't deliver. Perception's reality. How did we get on Southern Honor? What was the process of them walking over there like, I'm gonna do that? I thought, honestly, he was dead. You hear his brain swelling. I literally thought Southern Honor was probably done. You always told me, if you don't like an idea, come up with a better idea. You're telling me you won't listen to the idea? And we're gonna pack 1,000 people! I couldn't wait for an answer from Chris. We weren't sure. No confirmation. Casey Bank is taking How about that? The lights are going out here. The first indie show I've ever done in 23 years was with Southern Honor, and now everyone's talking about this company. Nothing bigger than that's ever gonna happen here. Word a few minutes later. It was extremely hard to maintain relationships because I was working with Gary. I don't know that they would go to war for me. They would go to war for Dylan. Finally, this year's going to be mine, COVID. I can honestly say my last match will be here just because Southern Honor is that special to me. So many things that have happened in my life that you could write on paper and it would read as a book. 
And Southern Honor is just another chapter. As long as there is a Ben and there is a U, there will always be a S-H-W. Attention wrestling fans, join us for SHW 37, Friday, March 4th at the Action Building in Canton, Georgia. Run. Southern Honor champion Owen Knight defends his title one more time against Joe Black, this time inside a steel cage. It's gotten very personal between Owen Knight and Joe Black. For the first time in three years, Matt and Joey Lynch will be given a live microphone to address the Southern Honor crowd and explain their actions from last month. Chaos and carnage in the ring. I don't believe what we saw here. Judas will go one-on-one with David Ali to determine the number one contender for the SHW Championship. Run. The priest of punishment. I can feel the, the hairs on the back of my neck standing up. Plus, after nearly five months away, Rekka Tahaka makes her return to a Southern Honor Wrestling ring to take on SHW newcomer Heather Monroe. All hail the queen! Also in action, Jordan Kingsley, Gunnar Miller, Bryce Cannon, the bloodbath behemoth Tank, Nathan Mowry, and more. Tickets go on sale at the door the night of the show starting at 5 p.m. Doors open at 7, bell time at 8. You don't want to miss this show. SHW, this is our wrestling. It's been a really long time since Vince McMahon has done an interview, let alone a live in-person interview. We all seem to remember how the Bob Costas interview went awry and sour some 15 years ago. So when you get to hear from Vince McMahon in an interview setting, the whole world is going to pay attention. And certainly we were paying attention to the Pat McAfee show yesterday as Vince McMahon was an in-person guest. A lot of people wondered if this was all designed to be, quote unquote, a program to set up Vince McMahon versus Pat McAfee at WrestleMania. Here's what we know. The two big pieces of news that came out of it, of course, is number one, that Vince McMahon will be inducting The Undertaker into the Hall of Fame. That's significant because he's only inducted one other person, that being Stone Cold Steve Austin, and he usually tries to stay away from the camera when it comes to the Hall of Fame ceremony. So as if The Undertaker being inducted wasn't big enough, Vince is going to do it. That's a big deal. The second piece of news is that Vince McMahon made an offer to Pat McAfee to have a match at WrestleMania. He has not announced who his opponent is as of yet. Pat McAfee accepted. Now, if you're unfamiliar with Pat McAfee in a wrestling ring, just go back last year, NXT TakeOver, check out what he did with Adam Cole, and then check out his involvement in war games. I'm telling you, Pat McAfee has it. Easily one of the best celebrity involvements in wrestling we've ever seen. Him and Bad Bunny, and I think he actually would edge out Bad Bunny. So I think the idea of him performing at WrestleMania could be interesting. Against who? I don't know. The why is what's not making sense to me. I'll be perfectly honest with you. I have often said, when it comes to Pat McAfee, he is the injection that WWE has needed at the commentary booth. His excitement is palpable, it is tangible, it is infectious, it is something you can't get away from. I've watched Michael Cole laugh more times than I ever have at the commentary booth at the genuine, authentic excitement of Pat McAfee. 
everyone loves his work from Brock Lesnar to Vince McMahon. And one of the things that they talked about yesterday is the fact that Vince is not in his ear. Vince lets him do what he does, which kind of breaks that notion up that Vince is always in your ear from a commentary perspective. If he loves what you do, he lets you do it. That's actually great. I don't know who ends up in the ring against Pat McAfee. I don't know who I'd want to see. There are rumors that instead of Vince, that it could be Austin Theory. If you think about it, that has potential to be a great match. If you're familiar with Austin Theory's work before WWE, this kid's got it. And him and Pat McAfee together could actually be gold at WrestleMania. But I want to hear your thoughts. Who do you think should end up in the ring against Pat McAfee? I imagine we'll find out sooner than later. Hit us up on the socials and let us know. But amid those two news items, for me, I found Vince McMahon to be relatable. I found Vince McMahon to be someone that as a business owner, you can learn an awful lot from. He dropped so many nuggets. He dropped so many gems. And how can you hate the story of Vince McMahon when you think about the fact that this was a guy who was not born with a silver spoon? He was born in a trailer park. He lived in a trailer park, had a very difficult life, almost didn't graduate college, right? Like he's that kind of guy who is what many would call, dare I say, the American dream. Um, And so I found what he had to say just pretty amazing. You know, it was just incredible. And it's hard to believe that he's 76 years old. And I don't know what impressed me more, the fact that he came and did the interview live or that he had jeans and sneakers on. I've never seen Vince McMahon with jeans and sneakers. Like it's those little things, right? So shout out to Vince McMahon. I thought that it was great. I also learned something interesting, too, when he talked about the fact that when he took the WWE public, he became a better businessman because he began running the business from his head and not his heart. And that, while that might sound cold to some people, that actually opens things up. Because if you think about it, yes, I know people like for business owners to have a heart. And I believe you should have a heart. I believe you should have compassion. But it becomes difficult when you have to make tough decisions for the sake of your business. You can't hire everybody. You can't keep everybody. Unfortunately, if you need to cut costs, you need to cut costs, right? Now, that's not saying I agree with every decision that Vince has made. But let me also be clear. I'm not a billionaire. I don't have that level of responsibility yet. And perhaps when I do... I hope y'all caught that. When I do, then I'll get a better understanding of the decisions that Vince McMahon has made. So I have to say, and I'm sure somewhere Brandon Clack is just rubbing his hands together. I have a great affinity right now for Vince McMahon. I've always admired him. I admired what he did with the WWE. I admired his vision. I admired his bravado to take a company and to take an art form and to take a sport that traditionally had only been a regional sport and turned this into a national and global conglomerate. It was his vision that did that. And he set the blueprint for others to follow. And so it's been amazing to watch. There's no denying that it's incredible. And two things can be true at the same time. I can admire that and be mature enough to also disagree with his decisions as well. That can happen. But I will say 
that until I have a million dollars or better yet, a billion dollars and have to operate in billionaire kinds of decisions, then I don't know. I don't know the pressures of it. I know what I might do, but might do with a few thousand dollars versus would do with a few billion dollars. Two very different things. And so I know as fans, we can be opinionated at at times, but let's just think about it. Until we've run a billion dollar business, we don't really know. With that said, again, I'm not saying we can't disagree with the decisions. I'm just saying I'm not in the shoes. So, But I thought the interview was fantastic. You can go back on the YouTube page of the Pat McAfee Show and you can check that out. All right, before we go, tonight is a big night for SHW. SHW 37 is going down. If you're here in the Atlanta area, I hope you can make it to the show. It's not every day that we get a cage match. And we've got a cage match for the SHW championship tonight between Joe Black and the champion, Owen Knight. It's going to be an incredible night. We've got a number one contenders match tonight between Judas and David Ali. It's the return of Rekha Tahaka. It's going to be an incredible night. So do all you can to be in the house tonight for SHW 37. Unpredictable night. No telling what can happen or will happen. But I look forward to it. And uh, we'll keep you posted. So, again, make sure you're following us on the socials at The Faction Show on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can follow my personal account as well at Bonnerfied. You never know when information is going to pop up from a quick hits perspective, but certainly keep it locked in those spaces. Until next time, representing for my good brothers, Courtney Beard, Brandon Clack, and the fourth horseman, the EP, John Murray. My name is Gerard Bonner, and this is The Faction. I lead my people, here we go.